Welcome to the Modern Follower Podcast, where we talk about living for Christ in this modern world. My name is Austin. My name is Chino. And in this podcast, we talked about treat yourself. Treat yourself. Basically, it's the polarizing idea of putting yourself first, loving yourself, which sounds very appealing and compelling. And we talk about how that's an opposition of the gospel and what we're called to do. Absolutely. And um, we do a lot of scripture reading, I feel like, in this one, um, which is good because scripture is very clear about this subject. Um, And we go into some practical things about um, how to uh, live in a world that's full of self-care and why it's not biblical, pretty much. So we hope you enjoy the podcast and thank you for listening. Treat yourself is what we're talking about today. It's also the day after Christmas. Yeah. So it's the day you treat yourself after your family doesn't buy anything, right? <laughs> my mom bought me everything I wanted and more. Bro, so. I saw your snap, bro. Dripmus. 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 at the... Scott got everything. How many pairs of shoes did you get? I only got two. Oh, okay. It looked like you got more. But... Everyone got shoes. We were all dripping on Christmas, mm. so excited. What about you? Uh, I got um, I got money mostly. Um, I got some whiskey. I don't know if my family's trying to tell me something or not, but um, I got whiskey. I got one person gave me whiskey from all sides of my family. <laughs> so like the three different families that I went to, like because we had to go to three different family get-togethers, um. One person from each got me some kind of whiskey, something. I got a like a collection thing from Russ, and then I got a um, I got uh, the one the whiskey I'm drinking right now actually from Billy, um, and then I got another one from my dad. But busy Christmas. Yeah, this year though we did the extreme uh, gift wrapping, Billy and I. So we did like yeah. Facebook and mom posted something about Yeah, it. so um, mine had, well, the one I gave to Billy, ha- um, which is my best friend for those who don't, who aren't friends with us, but um, I gave Billy a um, package that had lots of duct tape, lots of wood, lots of concrete, lots of spray foam. Hmm. He, it's like a very white thing to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it... Uh, with power tools and a grinder and everything, it still took him like an hour. So, and there wasn't even a gift inside of it. <laughs> I mean, there was, it was, his gift is money. So I didn't want to put the money inside of it in case he never got in it. So I, I put a QR code to a YouTube video that I made specifically to tell him congrats. Yeah. So that was fun. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, today... The day after Christmas, we're talking about treat yourself. This actually would have been a good like Christmas episode. Would have been a good Christmas. It kind of is. Kind of is. Uh, treat yourself. What, what, explain what we're talking about. What is that even? All mean? right. So for those who don't know, uh, it's a treat yourself is a movement of sorts. Um, if we want to call it that, I guess that's the best word for it. Um, it's a movement um, focused on self-care so it's also called the self-care movement uh depending on who you talk to um and loving yourself and treating yourself because you are great 
you are deserving of everything that you can give yourself. You're deserving. You, you deserve to relax. You deserve to, you know, make yourself feel good. It's, it's a big feel good kind of, kind of thing. Um, but, uh, in reality, um, that's a pretty way of saying it. That's, that's what people say it is when you, when you read online about people who are like pushing, treat yourself. It's about, you know, loving yourself, which seems, it seems, it seems like it could be good. You know what I mean? Mm. From the outside. It sounds good. good. Even from a Christian perspective, it could sound good if you don't know it, if you don't, but there's, there's a danger to it, which is what we are talking about today. Yeah. Um, basically it's an explosive it's exploding on the internet it's everywhere and you know it's exactly what you said and and it's affected today's culture quite a lot so basically you know you're affirming that you deserve the best you're the most important thing and if you don't love yourself who's going to love you and who will love you if you don't love yourself or whatever and i kind of like even Christians pick up on that and we kind of been indoctrinated by that. Um, and it's, you know, slipped into quite a few things like relationship, our own autonomy, and even research just shows about how more anxious we are and how more depressed most people are. Things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, a good, a good area to start is to is to clarify I feel like some things that could be co- confusing to people who are on that side of self-care is good. Why don't we want to care for ourselves? Um because there's a misconception that I see is from all the articles that I found on self-care, even the Christian ones. There's a lot of Christian articles out there about self-care um and about how Christians should practice self-care. Mm-hmm. Um and they are speaking about the movement, but I think they're confused. Um, so self-care is not the same thing as acceptance. And what I mean by that, um, maybe acceptance isn't the right word. Uh, like respecting your body or respecting yourself, accepting yourself for who you are in the sense of like um, who you are in Christ, you know, um, know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Exactly. Understanding where you came from. It's not a bad thing to, to love that. Like, man, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm, you know, we're God's creation. And so it's not, it it can be, it's a, there's a fine line there. Like you don't want to get to a prideful sense of I'm loving myself, but it's understanding the beauty in Christ's creation, maybe loving Christ's creation, but not necessarily loving yourself in the sense that most people say that. God didn't make a mistake when he created you. Exactly. Like, or whatever. But I think more specifically what I would want to talk about when it when it comes to like seeping in our culture and um this is more f- more so for like obviously we're we're speaking to believers, people who already believe in Christ. Yeah. That's what the whole podcast is about. Um and the reason why it's hard to um, have this as your mantra and then living, saying you're a Christian is that 
um, you know, we are Christians and we reciprocate everything Jesus did. Now, let's think about big picture. Jesus and us. We sinned against God and we brought nothing to the table. Um, and throughout history, God has always set a redemptive plan for his people and his people kept on doing the opposite or whatever. Yeah. Like um, somewhere in Exodus, the people are in the desert. They're trekking in the desert. God gives them the commandments. Moses comes down. They all worship and literally moments after they they fall back into apostasy, sin, and whatever. So knowing that Christ still came and, and, and died on the cross, resurrected and ascended and has given us his spirit as a promise that he's going to come back and as a consummation of our faith, right? What do we add? What do we give to him, right? What yeah. added value did we, we didn't bring anything to the table, but Christ has saved us with no merit whatsoever. And so the reason why I say that is because we tend to look at relationships as I am most important. And if you are not adding value to me, if you're not with me, if you're not affirming the things that I'm affirming, you're dead to me or we can't be friends or we got to keep this as a distance because I just need to surround me by people who are going to better me. Yeah. Right. And so who are you as a Christian? Who are you? Like, who are you <laughs> to say that? Who yeah. are you to look at people and determine their value? As you said, we already have not intrinsic value, but extrinsic value given by God to us. And who are you to, d to belittle that? Yeah. Know? And I think that's a, that's a really good thing actually that you said, um, about, I'm going to turn my volume down here so that I'm not blasting. Um, it is a good thing that you said about the whole, um, intrinsic value. That's, I think what I, what I was seeing too as a misconception is that people think even Christians I've met Christians who think this the reason right. that there's a there's a problem I see a lot is the fact that we we have a misunderstanding of the gospel because we we think that we have intrinsic value that we in ourselves are valuable and so should be should are deserving of such of, of, of these things that like self-care pushes, right? right? We're deserving of, of, you know, treating ourselves to what we want. We're deserving of these things, but in the end it isn't, it's extrinsic value and it's value directly from God. And so, like you said, we bring nothing to the table. There's nothing, there's nothing good about us intrinsically. We are, we were lost, depraved. And like we already said in, you know, it was all Christ. Mm-hmm every bit of it. And so there is a beauty to that and to not know that or to not understand that to, would be not to not understand the gospel, but it definitely is completely flip-flopped if you think that you in some way deserve anything right. outside of death really um, on our own merit, but we're not judged as Christians any longer on our own merit, we're judged based on 
Christ. Right. And the good thing for the Christian to hear that, this is the beauty behind it, is that we know that we're ever-changing people, right? Self-care is look inside yourself, under look inside yourself, push yourself, love yourself, and what you what what is going to determine the trajectory of your life is what's within yourself. Yeah. But the th- thing is, we're always changing. In mind, physically, you know, I I used to hate peanut butter at one time. Now I love peanut butter. Right? I I used to hate exercising, but now I exercise. I used to um be a very outgoing person now I'm total opposite you know when I was a little kid or whatever we're ever changing people we don't know definitively what we want you meet people who date people and they're like I want a good guy or whatever but then they find a good guy and they're like I don't want you I like the bad boys or whatever and it's like I mean guys are guilty of it too you know whatever just an example or whatever yeah 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 so why why would I look within myself who's always changing frantically in every spectrum of my life, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically? Why would I do that? And, and this is the beauty behind it um, as Christians is that we have a God who's never changing, who's perfect in every way. Absolutely. Who loves unconditionally and will never, uh, once he makes a promise, it will happen. And it will, al- like, it will always stand. He's the rock of ages. He's consistent. And we can depend on him um, knowing that he will never change. And like you said, it's our extrinsic value, which is good and whatever. And that's to speak the glory of Christ for other people who don't believe to see, okay, there's this weird confidence within himself. But what he tells me is that he... He puts himself very last on his list. He puts God and others first. And I'm over here trying to seek within myself and like, what's the disconnect? Like, and it could possibly show the glory of Christ by the way you carry yourself in that manner. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that's pretty crazy to me about um, people who try to, like this whole idea of putting yourself first and obviously, like like we said, and we'll probably repeat a few times, is that we are speaking specifically to the Christian to 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 think that an unbeliever, to expect an unbeliever to understand the things of, of Scripture and understand things of the gospel. We can't expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, fr- but from the believer standpoint, the fact that people even consider this of putting yourself first, like, or, or even temporal like in temporary times like oh i'm gonna put myself first today i'm you know i'm gonna treat myself like it's so contrary to (laughs) scripture yeah (laughs) i would i would even yeah it's the total opposite yeah it's exactly the opposite it's hard to live out the gospel and live by treating yourself or self-care yeah in my opinion i i don't think as a true believer you can do both it's either one or the other you're in or you're out yeah and and so 
I'll just read this verse into, into demonstrating what it means. And I'll probably have to explain it shortly after. What it what it looks like to quote unquote have self care as a Christian or whatever is what I would say is to rest in Christ, to understand who you are and your place in this world and who God is and how he's sufficient. Um it says, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the law and the prophet. And so, it's funny because this is also what Christians would say, would, like, yeah, love yourself as you love your neighbor, of course, so you can be a Christian. And what Jesus is saying in that verse is not, oh, I have to love myself first in order to love others yeah it's a reminder saying you know how you have your interests your values and how you want them treasured how you want to be affirmed encouraged what you wish people would do for you when you go out into the world when you see other people have that in mind and treat them as you would want to be treated treat love them as you would want it to be loved and how you would want to be taken care of how you want to be affirmed and treasured or whatever um and in that loving god first and doing that uh treating others loving others as you would want to be loved um is fulfilling the prophet and law not love god love yourself then love others that's you don't see anywhere in the bible where god says yeah you need to Get yourself together first um, and then go ahead out in the world because God has never asked us to fix yourself up first. He said he comes for the sick, not the healthy. Yeah, come as you are. Come as you are. Are you weary and laden? Come to me, find rest. Yeah. And not are you proud and strong. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking, you know, to piggyback off the idea of rest, um, a big part of the self-care movement and the treat yourself movement is focused on rest. And again, it can seem like a beautiful thing in, um, on the outside, like what's being said. But when you dig deeper, it's, it's, it's dangerous because their idea of rest, um, the idea of rest in the self-care movement is, um, is almost, if not the same as escapism in my opinion of where where i see a lot of people talking What's about escapism? it escapism which escapism um i don't have the exact definition but escapism is essentially um it's essentially running away from your problems i mean mm -hmm. right like right and yeah i mean as simple as as it can be put and so the idea of rest and self-care is you know you worked hard this week like today you do you you know, don't worry about anything else. You take a day or you take that hour, or you take that whatever to, to like, What's just struggle with really bad. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, yeah, it's, it's easy. Like we all want to have rest. Right. But, um, it's like, um, and I think that most Christians deal with this anyways, but they're pushing the idea of it's okay to take a break from life. That's mm -hmm. literally something I read is, you know, take a break from life. 
I think sit um, back and, and relax. I've heard a story of two pastors going out on a golf trip or whatever, and one pastor was talking about the gospel and whatever, and it was like a day off or whatever, a little v- mini vacation, and um, the other pastor who was playing golf, not really talking about God, he was like, no, 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 no. We're not talking shop here. Like, this is a getaway from church and whatever. Like, we're here to play golf and relax <laughs> and not talk about God. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And I, I think that there's, a, there's, a, there's a, th- a thin line there as well, still, with a lot of things, really, in this, in this area. Uh, because, you know, you know, God does obviously tell us to rest, like we talked about, and, you know, it, we... We're called to rest. We're called to, um, but it's not to, but that that's the thing is that it's resting in Christ, not resting in ourselves. Right. It's not in what we can do to get away because the Bible specifically teaches us in, in how we rest is, is like, it's a daily thing. Resting in Christ is not a take an hour and go think or take an hour and go like, yeah, there are times that we want to take time to pray. There's take nothing time wrong to, with discipline. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with discipline. There's nothing wrong with taking breaks. But I think the when you start using that as an excuse mm-hmm. or using it as like, you know, I'm taking care of myself, so I'm going to like, I think it's it's just the mindset. It's not that taking a break and taking a nap or something after you've had a long week we're human. Like, it's not a bad thing. I'm not going to yell at some Christian because like, oh, you take naps? Nah, bro. You got to you gotta be working 24-7 every day. You never sleep. Right. I, I guess from personal experience, because I'm the type of person to withdraw a lot um, because I'm an introverted person. I, I'm, I'm not awkward in social events or whatever. Like, I could hold a conversation. Yeah. It's just, it takes a toll out of me, a lot of energy to do so. So I need to step back sometimes and recharge my batteries or whatever. So I've, I've noticed for me, there's a wrong way to go about it and, and a good way. The wrong way is like how you said, I get in my own head. I'm like, you know what? I just, I just need time alone by myself and I'm cold i'm short fused short tempered like if you give me any inconvenience in my time indulging in myself i'm going to yell at you i'm going to be mad at you yeah my family is the brunt of that and forgive me (laughs) (laughs) um and basically i will sit there watch anime or whatever and or read a manga or read a book or play video games or whatever and indulge in myself and my own desires um, and I've learned how to, over the time of my faith, do that correctly. And to, like, I, we're kind of like stepping in disciplines or whatever, but I have learned to seclude myself, sure, but rest in Christ, right? The Sabbath, what's the whole purpose of the Sabbath is to drop everything to center yourself around Christ. Why would I want to recharge my battery, whether you're extrovert or introvert, in others or in myself when I should when 
Christ is the ultimate satisfaction. Christ is the ultimate passion, motivation, or whatever. Um, right? He says, come to me, those who are weary. And to focus around and read his word and meditate on his word and treasure his word, put it in my heart to be not only a hearer of the word, but a doer, as it says in James. Um, and yeah, and that's just like a own personal example. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I feel like even in the times of like taking a break, right? I see a few uh, I I see a clear difference when I'm relaxing at home, doing a whole like doing nothing and just kind of doing it for myself versus when I'm doing that or even versus when I'm actually working and doing something and resting in Christ. Like I find m- so much more rest, so much actual like rejuvenation and renewal when I'm resting in Christ m- more than just when I'm, you know, laying on the couch watching TV, right? Or just like chilling, you know, like it's, it's not just something that people say about finding rest in Christ. Like it can be easy, especially for a new believer to be like, like, what does that mean? But when you truly experience that rest and that and, and which comes you know with understanding and, and assurance and just like like putting your full faith in Christ it's a beautiful thing and that's the <laughs> in reality that's the best self-care you can have is just put your trust in Christ right if you want to take care of yourself then put your hands on the father who would take care of you better than you could take care of exactly yourself. yeah because Taking care of yourself is a scary thing because you are not qualified. You're infinite. I mean, you're you're finite. <laughs> you're, you're finite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead. What you're saying. A really good verse to really articulate that is Philippians two. Um, in Philippians two, it says, "So if there is any encouragement in Christ, comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, or affection and sympathy." complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind do nothing from rivalry or conceit which means excessive pride in oneself and rivalry or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves which is the complete opposite of what the word's telling us yeah let each of you look not only in his own interest which is where, where we're talking about but also to the interests of others have this mind among yourself which is yours in jesus christ and so for bottom line for me is like i was saying i don't think you could be a christian and indulge in the idea you know put yourself first because it's nowhere it's nowhere in the bible i have millions of verses that say it um in Matthew 10, it says, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Um, Matthew 16 says, if anyone will count, come after me, let him deny himself and take up my cross and follow me. Um, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And there's another verse saying, if you try to keep your life. I'm super paraphrasing it. Yeah. But if you try to keep your life, you will lose it, ultimately yep. lose at the end. And if you lose your life, you will ultimately find it in me, um, in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's 
Yeah. There's just no no room. Nowhere in the Bible does it say put yourself first in any circumstance, in any situation. Now, what I'm not saying is um, that you're insignificant. Yeah. But Christ has made you in his image. Know that you have extrinsic value coming from the Father himself and put God first, others second, and I would even say your enemies third, which kind of others counts as others. Yeah. Put your enemy third, and the last on your list that you should worry about is yourself. Know that the God of the universe is going to provide for you. Yeah. And sustain you. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, I mean, like I'm literally just kind of looking through all these different scriptures here. Like there a lot of them, like, when you see anything in the Bible about someone's own interests, you always see that followed that they are, are like the op like so like for example in Philippians two twenty one, um, this doesn't really give much context to what they're talking about, but it it but it's you know, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Like consistently you see when you see someone putting their self first or their interests first, they are then in turn not putting Christ first. You can't put yourself and Christ first at the same time. Right. Um, and so if, if God is specific in putting Christ first in everything we do, then we must come below that. And then, I mean, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's very clearly laid out. Um, and so there should be no misconception. Of course there always will be, but, um, the goal really is that, you know, we can make this, you know, uh, my goal is for someone to hear this podcast who's a Christian, who maybe even be a young Christian or even one who's been a Christian for a long time. Um, and for this to change their mindset, because there's so much more beauty that comes when you understand how the, if you understand this properly. Um, because there's so much, you know, like you talked about in the beginning, like depressed, like you see so much depression, so much anxiety, so much, um, just like people being upset with themselves, even when they're in like really largely in this, this movement, because it's, it's a lonely thing to be <laughs> selfish <laughs> and, um, and you don't, you're never satisfied. You never be satisfied if you, if you, if yourself is first, because you're always going to disappoint yourself, but God will never disappoint you. Um, so now, um, what, what would you say? Which we talked about a little bit, but what would you say as far as the dangers that come from being like, so beyond what scripture says about like what we should do, now let's talk about what do unless you have more that you want to say but what what does it what comes from living the wrong living in the wrong mindset of of uh, in living in the self-care movement for for example as a christian as a christian yes um one of the dangers as a christian who is either fully believing or struggling or whatever in self-love putting yourself first is that 
you know, you start thinking you deserve things, which we already said you don't deserve, but in your mind, you deserve what's good. You do like you automatically do um, in your eyes. And you kind of come at your relationship with Christ like I deserve his peace. I deserve his happiness. I deserve those things. Yes, God has promised you those things. And yes, they will be given to you. Yeah. But by the work in your faith in Christ, not because you did something to deserve it in a sense. And so you you start seeing that you're not getting what you want from God in the way you expect it. So then you kind of get mad at God. You're like, God, like, why why me? Why yeah. why is it me that got fired? Why is it me? Why am I so sad all the time? And I wake up and... I don't even feel like waking up most of the time, but every yeah. time I'm around people, anytime I go on the internet, there's nothing but smiles. There's nothing but happy people. Like I deserve that God. And you know, sometimes in this life, you'll see little of heaven, but once Jesus comes back, we'll, we'll have heaven in its fullest. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of like the danger you could slip into is just thinking you, deserve things that that and then you misconstrued it and then you get mad at god for not getting those things absolutely i think that's good um and i think that um the thing the thing is um to kind of move into a summary here but the thing is when it comes to it's 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 everywhere uh yeah. right now especially with that instagram idea is that like you know you see so many people on instagram and it seems like their life is perfect and it's easy to think that and to be angry you know at like you know why is my life not like this i'm a christian my life should be great right. which we're never promised that our life on earth is going to be great right. um if anything we're promised the opposite <laughs> um but um uh, to kind of help summarize this um this podcast you know the point is is that the self uh the self-care or the treat yourself um movement uh i actually have a quote here that i want to read that um i thought was that kind of summarized what people what it really is um and it says self-care teaches us to prioritize our own comfort to set aside time to treat ourselves, to consider ourselves worthy of spoiling. Um, and so that's the dark truth of, of the self-care, treat yourself, whatever you want to call it, movement. Um, the reality is, as Christians, we are to be selfless, not selfish. Mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. we want to set ourselves aside, putting ourselves at the bottom of the list, as far as priorities are concerned. Um, and our top priority is Christ and under that everyone else. And then under that ourselves. Right. So, um, I guess the last thing that I would say, yeah, go ahead. Is that brothers and sisters, please deny, deny, deny yourself. Absolutely. Find yourself in Christ. Be satisfied. The man who's most finds himself in Christ as the most satisfied in Christ. And, and in Jeremiah, it says in chapter 17, verse 7 and 8, 
Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out his root by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Be the tree and know that Christ is the stream. Be confident in Christ. Like that is important is to trust and in whose trust is the lord absolutely and uh i think that's a good ending point right there that's that's perfect um so thank you guys for listening um and stay tuned for the next podcast because it's also another good one um really good one (laughs) yes it's gonna it's gonna be good um so it's about digital church so stay tuned for that um Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.